Now, in my experience, growth usually comes from a source of pain or discomfort, which pushes you to try something new or interrupt an old behavior simply because you come to realize that the pain of remaining the same, of remaining who you are and where you are, is far greater than the discomfort it's going to take for you to change and try something new. My intention for this show is to inspire growth within you. So if you want to familiarize yourself with the journey many have taken to drastically change their lives, this is the place to be. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Grow With Muin podcast. I am your host, Muin Zafar, and today I have with me May Ping Lim. Hi. (laughs) Hi, hi May. Welcome to the show. May has been a consistent top performer and has been fast-tracked to senior positions in multiple global multinational companies while only in her 20s. In her last role, she was a senior director and the head of governance at Standard Chartered Bank. And now she is a leadership coach, a consultant, and a TEDx speaker. So my first question to you, May, would be... um, First of all, congratulations on a very good career. And then, Thank you. You're welcome. And then second of all, how did you make the, uh, the leap from, you know, working for a big financial corporations and then now starting your own sort of consultancy and coaching and becoming a speaker? Yeah, I mean, the, I guess it's a question that I get a lot. I get asked a lot as well. Personally, I feel that there is, isn't much of a, a big difference. I guess uh, what's, What's truly different is just the label that I used to be um, leading teams in the corporate world, but right now I'm pretty much the founder of my own company. But I think that in terms of the actual stuff that I've been doing, like in the past, I was running teams, I was coaching them on their personal as well as professional development. I was leading projects. I feel like it's the same thing I'm doing right now, but I get to choose if the um, the young, ambitious um, professionals to work with. So I think from a day to day, it feels quite quite similar. Um, but at the same time, of course, I think there's more satisfaction of um, being able to get creative and um, doing it doing it on your own. I see. Okay. So um, what sort of so when you were working for a bit uh, a big company, for example, your last role. What sort of uh, inspired or triggered you to sort of leave that and then start your own thing? Like what was happening around you and uh, what were the emotions that sort of led you towards starting your own company? Um, I was actually looking for a bit more flexibility at that time because mm-hmm. I was working in Singapore, but my family was pretty much back in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. So um, there were obviously some parents are getting older, you know, there are mm-hmm. some health problems here and there. And I thought that um, it would make more sense for me to be based back at home in Malaysia, um, which I'm currently based right now. Um, but I do think that, you know, the, uh, my, my team and my bosses, they've been extremely supportive in terms of the decisions that um, I wanted to make for myself and um, for my future also so that's been a really good run I I think um, with Standard Chartered for sure because I was actually one in the pioneer team running a lot of regulatory projects Mm -hmm. and to me it was a very good end because that was where Standard Chartered announced that they kind of got a lot of the restrictions lifted and that was the exact portfolio I was working on so I felt like you know there was a it was a good end to things you know it didn't really um, and in a way that, you know, I had left things hanging or whatnot. So um, I think emotionally, it's, um, 
it's exciting yet scary at the same time to want to start mm. something new. I think that's the normal emotion you feel when um, you're very excited to want to get something started. But at the same time, there is this um, this uncertainty of like, okay, is, is this going to work out? And is this the right thing? Am I, am I up for it? And whatnot. But I, I think that over time, I think it just gets clearer. And I think the uh, once I started working with clients and, you know, these are the clients that um, I see a lot of myself in as well. Mm-hmm. You know, young, ambitious, and very creative. We want to do awesome things, um, very driven. I think that kind of motivates me to go on. Ah, I see. Okay. So one of the main reasons for you was flexibility and obviously being there for your parents. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of transitioned easily for you. But uh, you said that there was obviously uncertainty whether this would work out or not. So how did yeah. you sort of tackle that, uh, that challenge in that barrier in your mind? Like, will this work out or not? Like, what were some of the tools that you used to really cross that barrier? Of like, okay, this is going to happen. Um, I think the first thing that, the thing that a lot of times we forget is to look at your past um, achievements. Because mm. when we want to start a new path, a new journey, it is always scary. But I think there was a point where I felt, okay, what, why, am I, why am I so afraid? Let's just kind of reflect on the past um, experiences, the past um, achievements. And then, and then I myself got the realization that, oh, actually, I've done quite a bit. Like, why, why should I worry so much? Maybe I should just, just really go for it. Um, of course, not discounting the fact that um, it's still a lot of hard work. You need to be persistent. You need to be sure that that is something that you believe in. And, and I do believe in that um, the human skills are the skills for the future because I have been... Um, you know, in the past, you know, I used to work with people like from their twenties to their fifties. And right now I'm coaching like millennials and Gen Z. And it is really true. Like we, we forget that it's not the digital skills that we need. Like, it's not so much the hard skills, but it's the soft skills that allow you to really move forward. So, so that's what I enjoy as well. Like navigating people and problems and trying to find like creative solutions to stuff. Okay. Um, so like, what are some of the soft skills that you teach here? Um, my overall philosophy is leadership is self-management because if you can't manage yourself, you don't understand, like, for example, self-awareness, then like, you know, if you can't manage your time, your emotions, your, um, um, what's important to you and prioritize, there is no way that you can... Um, influence and work with other people you can't lead a team and whatnot because i used to tell i always tell my clients um how you do one thing is how you do everything it's one mm. thing is in a mess if one thing is in a mess then everything else is going to be in a mess right mm. so so to me there's no clear this it shouldn't be a clear distinction between okay this is life this is your career and this is business to me it's the same thing like the mm. skills that you, if your life is organized then your business will be organized your career will be organized and and vice versa as well so mm-hmm. some of the stuff I focus on a lot is um, what I call my ping method, which is P-H-I-N-G, mm-hmm. P being personality. So I like to really understand, help my clients understand like who they really are, like what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, what are the, their default behaviors so that they can understand like the situation changes, but how you think, feel and behave towards them, they are the same. Mm. then the other stuff um, I also cover which is like mindset hacking which is the H part um, just like what are some of the blocks then a lot of times I think it goes back to like past experiences if you are 
you you have been um fearful due to something whatever happened in the past then you you feel more fearful of that same thing in the future so right. that's normally like the perception that they have of themselves or um the successes that they think they deserve or not deserve and that normally happens in the conversation then the other stuff are around like um generating ideas because i truly believe in the power of creativity because if not then you're pretty much locking yourself in the box so so i'm a person who is like very inspired by ideas as well so i help my clients get more creative around okay you know it's really not a locked box right so mm-hmm. what are the little things that you're willing to try and like okay fine you're an extrovert but what about this what about that and can we do do it like step by step then the other part which is like n the n stands for navigate which to me is the absolute fun stuff because mm-hmm. no every situation is going to be exactly the same so this is where i kind of like share a lot of my my insight skills as well as experience from the corporate world and a lot of other things as well because i travel quite a bit so um uh, i've worked with people from uh different countries um uh, professionally but also personally because i've been to um 37 countries and counting and i hope that the number increases <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah so it's been um they quite fun and oh yeah the final one is um g which is go getter because i like to say If you don't take action then it's just all fluff like it's just all woo woo so let's like actually go ahead. So communication, communication for sure, leadership, I think creativity, adaptability, EQ, getting organized. I think all these things like they just all link together. It's not just mm-hmm. like one or the other, but it has to link together. Yeah, I love that uh which is uh and your approach seems to be more of a holistic approach. So what um if any area of your life is messy then that's going to transfer <laughs> to other areas as well and then yeah. i i i like when you said uh, um you know when something difficult or uncertain comes up you look at what you've done or been through in the past so like for example if there's uh, anything if you have if you haven't even if you think you haven't even done anything there are times in your life absolutely where you thought that you know for example you couldn't do something but you ended up doing it and you made it through it and it was and you're still yeah. fine. So focusing on those and just using them as sort of a stepping stone is okay. You thought that, you know, graduating from university was impossible and you did that. Yeah. So and now you're thinking this is impossible, so you can definitely do it because you did that too. So I really love that philosophy of yours. Yeah. I think it's a matter of perspective because sometimes it you feel like it's a big challenge, but once you overcome it and then you for, you just forget about it. And you're like okay that we have moved on but i guess you forget like what pulled you through right what made you successful because that's something that i think is is kind of a a worthy um worthy little exercise like for for me i i have a little notebook where i write like my daily wins and i encourage a lot of my clients to do the same because when we think of like success we always think of something really big right it has to be like i need to achieve something so huge but but what are your daily wins Maybe just two. Start by writing two. It could be um, it's quite funny because I've been telling uh, this little story to people quite a bit recently. Yeah, I said that because I've been doing videos. I'm, I mean, if you've been following me on LinkedIn, you would have seen some of my videos here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided on first of January, twenty twenty, that I'm gonna do videos. Okay. And that's pretty much it. And up to this point, I think I've done quite a few already. But I think it's just deciding that okay, I'm just gonna do it. um i think my message is important i do want more people to hear it 
And to me, a video is a good way of connecting with people and for a good way for people to get to know me as well. Because I, I think 3D is way more important than 2, 2D, right? You can write as much as you want. But I think when, when someone hears a message from you coming from your perspective and kind of like the way you convey it, it's so much more powerful. And, and wouldn't it be an irony because um, I coach on communication, but I cannot communicate. I think that would be quite funny. So I thought, you know what? Challenge, challenge for myself. And yeah, I mean, just, just start doing it. Yeah, no, I definitely resonate with that. I certainly felt that when um, I decided that I wanted to start a podcast and this was in November. And then my, my thing was always that I would have good ideas, mm. but I wouldn't, would like uh, lack sort of the structure and how to put it and right. make it, you know, real. So <laughs> one thing that I started doing was writing things down and then breaking them down into steps. All right, these are the hundred things that need to be done. And then let's focus on one, do that, and then come back to number two. Because what would happen usually with me was I would think about all the hundred things at the same time, overwhelm myself, and I was like, okay, I can't do this, and then move on. But um, I like the aspect of um, you know deciding, once you've decided you want to do something, like actually deciding to do it, instead of just an idea in your head. Yeah. Then you can take the step of you know, making a plan, writing it down, and just like you said, you know, you wanted to communicate because, you know, that's part of what you're doing right now. You want it to be on video. You made that decision. And then, you know, now here you are. You're on video right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I like that. So, um, so you've been doing this uh, according to your LinkedIn for eight months now. How, uh, you know, how has it been for you, you know, since, you know, month one? Was it uh, something, uh, you know, that you expected to achieve within the first couple of months or has it been different? How, how, how have things panned out from the moment you started and what your expectations were? Um, I felt like I accidentally stumbled into it because um, it pretty much started when I was, pre I was back home spending time with my, um, my parents. Mm -hmm. um, but I had, I had friends who faced some challenges in their career. So they pretty much pinged me and said that, Hey, um, are you sort of free now? Uh, what are you doing? And like, I need help. And we can maybe have a chat about like some of the tips. And, and then I just sort of stumbled into it. Um, and they said, okay, you know what? Uh, I would like to pay you because uh, you have extensive experience and I massively need help. Mm -hmm. So that, then that's where how, that's, that was how I got started. I was just, I started doing a couple of sessions here, a couple of sessions there. And after I thought that, oh, I'm, I'm enjoying it because I feel like, it's the same thing I was doing in the corporate world. It's just that right now, like I said, I could actually pick the people I want to work with. Um, and I think that has been quite helpful. Um, towards the later part of last year, um, to be honest, I was out traveling, traveling in Sri Lanka and Nepal for like two months. So <laughs> nothing much got done there. But um, mm -hmm. it, was, it was really inspiring to see different people and kind of like getting a bunch of inspiration here in and there. Um, January this year was when I decided that, okay, I'm just going to go full out on LinkedIn and make people aware of this is kind of what I'm doing and um, really to build a community there. So I think that that experience has been, has been very fulfilling, actually. It's good to see that there are people who um, resonate with uh, some of the challenges. And I get a lot of DMs um, from people who, especially I think introverts, who say, hey, you know, I've watched some of your introverts um, other podcasts or uh, videos and that really helped me so i think sometimes it's like the little wins um, mm. that has been has been really fulfilling rather than the the big stuff that you see sometimes 
Hey everyone, uncertain times often pop up in our lives and they're often followed by fear. And I was certainly in that place when I was in university and still doing my undergraduate degree. I was an international student and I found out I was going to be a father. That was a really uncertain, scary time for me. And I know I'm not the only one who goes through a situation like that or something similar to that. And so through courageous action, I wrote a book about my experience. It's titled, Grow With Your Baby, Seven Lessons on How to Embrace Change and Overcome Your Fears. And on launch day, it reached the number one spot in happiness on Amazon. It was a bestseller. So if you're someone who's going through a difficult spot, if you want to learn, or someone who's in a similar spot, read this book. I wrote it for you. I wrote it because I was at a very low point in my life, and I came out the other side. And I wanted to show the world that on the other side of fear, on the other side of adversity, and challenges lies growth and power. And what I like about it is that um, I don't think you noticed, but uh, did you used to post as much when you were working in the uh, like for a company like on LinkedIn? No, I was too busy. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So you made a transition, and even like for for a lot of people, and including myself, before I started posting, uh, you know, my thoughts on you know Instagram or Facebook, even on LinkedIn was. Uh, was a huge thing, you know, because there's a barrier there. And then you're obviously thinking about um, what I was thinking about, you know, what would people think? And there's these friends and networks of ties. But for you, it seemed like it was seamless. You just started posting and, or was it seamless? (laughs) Did you worry about, you know, what would people say? Or did you just wanted to do it and, you know, just got into it? Um, I I think most people do do go through that phase of um, wondering what what would people think uh, and not just what people think number one is whatever I'm going to say even important enough will people even mm-hmm. care like that's the first one like who cares right mm-hmm. and number two what would they think of me and whatever not so I think for me I definitely did go through that phase also um, the thing is the thing was that I think the two months I spent like last year just kind of like relaxing and just getting clear on what was, what was it that I wanted to do. I think that helped provide some clarity. So I think some get sometimes time for yourself and really try to iron it out within yourself first before you start um, posting stuff. Um, but having said that though, I, I think if I could redo it, I would definitely want to be more active um, on LinkedIn when I was working because I think it does help to establish um, you as a, a thought leader, leader within the industry or uh, within a certain topic. So I think that's something that people sh- definitely should do more of because, you know, the job market, everything is getting very competitive. And even in business as well, um, personally for me, I, I like to follow um, different philosophies from different people. I feel like I learn a lot. And I think that's the same for everybody, you know, who's looking for inspiration and wanting to take the first step that the first step is not, it doesn't always have to be like the biggest step. It could be just, you know, leaving comments and just um, putting in a a quick summary for an article that you found interesting and you think is worth sharing with with your community. Yeah, I love that. Um, So uh, you talk about something very important there, which is like taking time for yourself and figuring out exactly, Mm. um, you know, what is it that you want to do and what it looks like. So um, you want to talk about that time uh, last year? I, you said you were traveling to Sri Lanka and Nepal, and that's where you sort of, uh, um, you know, gathered your thoughts and had a clear vision. Uh, 
Yeah, I can't say so. But I think generally, <laughs> I, I'm a person that I understand myself very well. Mm. Um, I think this is the kind of self-reflection that I encourage everybody to do, um, that develop that kind of self-awareness to know um, how you are, like <laughs> what's your default, right? Um, and then your strengths, your weaknesses. Um, I think definitely that time alone helps you to kind of calm down and really focus on, is this really what you want? And obviously how much you want it and um, maybe just carve out some plans to, to make things happen. Yeah, but I think a lot of, uh, a lot of it starts with self-awareness because if you don't have self-awareness, then mm. um, things may happen around you and you always feel that um, things are happening to you and that you have no control over. Yeah. Mm, that's a great point. Um, another thing I want to highlight as well, which is uh, something you said, which is um, when you're doing something and when you're in that thought process of thinking, who cares? Mm. And I, I, I had an experience with that with myself when I was writing my book and I was like three or four months in and, you know, I thought would come to me as like, you know, who even is going to read this and who cares, <laughs> right? And then it just, uh, you have to go back to why you're doing it. And yeah. for me, I was really passionate about sharing my message, yeah. which was, you know, the experience of becoming a father and what sort of lessons you can learn from your child. So I was really passionate about it. So for, for me, whenever doubt came, I reconnected myself with my passion and why I'm doing the message. Because at the end of the day, if you're going to let the thought that, you know, what other people think dictate what your actions yeah. are, then that's going to be the story for most of your life. Yeah. Whatever thing that you do, you're always going to worry about, you know, what people are going to think and you're just going to uh, mold your life according to what society wants you to be. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, back, back to the content creation bit, right? I, I mean, a lot of people feel that, oh, you know, it's not going to be good enough and I need to um, tweak it here and there to get the likes and whatever. But the thing is, the thing is that like the more you tweak that, the more it's not you, isn't it? It's no longer your message. It's a, mm. it's a watered down version that you, you think, and it may not even be true, but that you think people want to see or hear. Um, so, so when people ask me for tips, right, I, I like to, I tend to say, write it for yourself. Mm. Write it for yourself. Because like for me, I stand by what I post and, and I don't find content creation very difficult. I, I think it comes quite naturally for me because I have a lot to say. I feel like I have a lot of thoughts that I want to put out there. Um, but writing for you, like even now when someone asks me, oh, do you have content around this and that? I'm like, yes, I do have it. Um, I'll just share the link with you quite quickly. Yeah, I mean, write it for you because if, if you start writing for someone else, then that is never going to be perfect because there are just so, so many people who have a different opinion on what they want or not want to see or hear. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so let's talk about, um, what you want to achieve with your company and your consultancy in the next, uh, you know, next eight or, or eight or nine months, you know, let's make it short. Like what are, what are some of your short term goals and how important do you think you are to help you keep moving forward? Um, some of the short term goals for me is to, I think continue um, collab exploring collaboration 
mm. uh, with universities as well as um, education bodies. Because I have done uh, workshops for uh, one of the top universities in Singapore. And uh, end of this month, I'll be doing another talk on future ready skills with um, the global accountancy body, ACCA. So I think it's a good way to um, reach out to um, people, professionals, as well as to students. I think it's quite fulfilling because what the bit that I'm passionate to talk about is um, future ready skills, how they can adapt in uh, in the real workplace, you know, and in the digital workplace as well. So um, the different skills here and there, I think is quite important. Um, I'm also launching um, coaching circles because I think that there is power in kind of collective learning and, you know, learning from each other's experiences. So that's something I want to focus on over the next few months, in addition to my one-on-one um, coaching and consultancy that I'm currently doing. So I think, um, I think impact is the word, impacting um, more young people. Mm, that makes sense. And I agree with the, uh, with the fact with the creating coaching circles and having a collective. Mm. Because I myself, and even the work that you do, that's, I think, very important. Just the fact that people reached out to you means that yeah. there is a need for it. And I've, uh, I had, uh, I've had coaches in the past who have helped mm. me, uh, you know, work out my vision and my problems and, you know, limitations yeah. and how to work through the barriers. So if you're someone who is trying something, you know, absolutely new and you don't know what's out there, then I would highly recommend um, you know, getting a support system, you know, whether it's a coach or having a friend encourage you or whatever it is, because I think a lot of us, when we're, especially when I was growing up, we were taught to not to ask for help or <laughs> it's, I don't know, there's some sort of, you know, stigma around it that yeah. you just try to do everything yourself and that's how you become successful. And that's what a successful person is. They do everything themselves. And mm -hmm. I think, um, this sort of service that you're offering and that other people are offering, it's very important because, uh, it's absolutely important to have this kind of support. I certainly wouldn't be where I am without the support that I got. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so true that um, there is uh, this certain um, perception or connotation out there that we um, we are independent people. Like we have mm -hmm. to just figure it out ourselves. But <laughs> what I would say is that why would you even bother spending years trying to figure out something that you can just be prompted and move ahead so quickly? Um because sometimes you know, it's not just the learning. There's just too much information to learn out there that we don't even know how to apply them. And sometimes what you need is just a, a little nudge here and there and say, hey, you know, uh, these are some of the questions that you should really think about. And for someone to mirror back um, you, you know, to give you that perspective that, hey, you know, this is kind of how you are seeing yourself. Are you aware of this? Because mm. it's very difficult to see our own blind spots. Like even for coaches, I think we should all have a coach or a mentor of some sort that they can mirror back to you how you're behaving, how you're thinking. Because sometimes when we're very into something, we tend to forget like the bigger picture and actually where, you know, where we're really headed to because we're just so caught up in the nitty-gritty. Mm. I like that. I agree with that. Um, all right, so let's move on to something um, different. I want to ask you about, since you've traveled a lot, uh, 37 <laughs> countries, what was, um, you know, two or your top two or three places that you visited whether it be a city or a country that you really liked? Um, well, the top, the top location I absolutely love um, was Porto in Northern Portugal. Northern Portugal. Because I really love art. Mm -hmm. um, and what they have there was um, painted tiles. Mm -hmm. pretty, much the, pretty much the entire, um, entire town was just so beautiful. I felt like it was a visual sensory, you know, that this, this whole... Um, 
visual sensory for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and also I think Portugal is a, a good mix between the um, the more wet, uh, modern um, and traditional Europe, uh, which I really loved. And of course, you know, the Atlantic Sea. So it almost feels like there is that, that version of freedom that I feel like, oh, this is like, this is so free and, and so zen and it's, it's absolutely beautiful as well. So, so I, I really love Porto. I would, I would go back any day. Uh. <laughs> okay, I, I've written them down. Um, maybe I'll add it to my list as well. Um, and, and the second close one is Nepal. I, uh, I think Nepal is absolutely beautiful. I think the, the Himalayas, um, ju- just the, um, the nat- natural beauty is so vast that it, you, you feel so, so small almost, like insignificant. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like the, the problems that you have in life they can they can float away yeah wow. yeah that's such a beautiful it's perspective beautiful. yeah <laughs> um any particular city in nepal uh no i think i just love um nepal in general but i think yeah. if you really want to have a look at the himalayas then uh, nagakot is a really uh, beautiful small town to be based at um so i spent i think a week at nagakot just literally staring at staring at the himalayas and did, i did nothing Wow, I love that. Um, so uh, let's move on to my, my final two questions. I know it's late where you are, so I want you to get some sleep as well. Um, so one message from you, from your heart, to someone who's, uh, who's looking to start a, a consultancy or a coaching business just like yourself, but mm-hmm. they're hitting some barriers of uncertainty, what would you say to them? Hmm. Um, the real honest advice is um, it's really not as easy as you think. Mm. Um, I think that entrepreneurship in the recent years has started becoming this very cool thing that every single young person wants to become an entrepreneur. Um, if there are some mindset blocks, I would really take stock of um, your past experiences and what are the skills that you managed to um, learn whether it was in corporate or in college or the couple of years that you spent working, what are the skills that you think might come handy? And then start working on those because I truly believe that confidence comes from competence. Mm-hmm. So if you're not competent, then the confidence that you're trying to get is the bunch of rah-rah motivation that just dies off every two days. So you'll constantly be searching for for some external motivation, be it motivational videos or, you know, positive positivity talks but I think knowing that you have the competence backed up by your previous experiences or some of the projects that you managed to really um, uh, get a lot of success regardless of what that is I think that gives you that natural confidence to say okay I can do this but obviously what I need to now put in is the hard work and you know really take action every day yeah, yeah. I love that confidence comes from confidence um, I, I hope someone who's listening can be inspired by this. You know, there's obviously a certain amount of motivational videos that you can intake. Mm. And like you said, if you're not doing anything, <laughs> you're going to keep searching for more and more. Yeah. And then it sort of becomes like entertainment in a sense. <laughs> so true. Um, so yeah. All right. So um, before we go, what's one place people can reach out to you and connect with you? Um, I'm most active on LinkedIn, so feel free to add me on LinkedIn, um, Meeping Lim, or you can um, get more resources uh, from my website, www.gotaping.com. Gotaping.com. Okay, I'll put those in the links when I post the episode. And uh, one last question, uh, where does Gotaping come from? 
Um, Gotta Ping was uh, actually a title that I used when I was blogging probably 10, 12 years ago. So it just always stuck with me. I felt that um, uh, the, 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 tech, the IT techie people would get it because Ping is like a, uh, a communication, right? It's a, a back and forth. So I thought it was quite funny because Gotta Ping and I'm the coach. So I have the, I have the inside skills and experience. So when you got a ping, then yes, yes, you got a me ping. You're in luck. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. All right. Well, uh, we're uh, pretty much done here. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. I really appreciate it. And thank you for sharing such powerful messages and your story. Yes. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Yeah, you're welcome. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to this edition of the Grow With Moon podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to my show so that you don't miss a future episode. Feel free to leave a rating, a comment. If you want to follow me on social media, my Instagram is the Grow With Moon podcast. Once again, thank you and enjoy the rest of your day.